How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 96 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today we got baseball action again. The A's played a game, and it sucked, so we're going to talk about that real quick. Uh, the big news from today is, uh, you know, we've had a few of these episodes this week where, uh, is baseball going to keep going? I don't know. So that'll be the second segment is... Uh, the latest news, and it looks like they might actually cancel the season this time. So uh, we got to enjoy these games while we can, even though the A's are not making it easy for us. So uh, yeah, we're going to talk about you know uh, news on Jesus Luzardo, AJ Puck, Sham and I had another rough outing, uh, just one inning kind of blew up on him. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's on the docket for today. So, before I get into all that stuff, please follow us on social media at LockedOnAs on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, mailbag, otherwise, just baseball things, uh, send them to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's start with the good news, I guess. Uh, that is, Jesus Luzardo is going to be joining the rotation on Tuesday night. He'll be squaring off against the Texas Rangers, and the Rangers have not been great offensively, so that could go well for the A's. I don't know. They need all the help they can get right now. They're having a hard time with the Mariners. Um, and the Mariners, actually, they've been pretty solid. They have a bunch of guys that are just uh, raking right now. They got the Killer Kyles and Kyle Lewis and Kyle Seeger. Uh, Kyle Seeger, obviously, the, the veteran third baseman. Uh, and then Kyle Lewis, the rookie outfielder. I think he's still a rookie. I don't know if he exceeded his limits last year. Uh, and then they got Evan White, who's he, he's an up-and-comer, I would say. Keep an eye on him for later on. And then uh, you got, uh, who's the other guy that I was thinking? J.P. Crawford. He was a former prospect with the Phillies. And then they, and he came over to Seattle and I believe it was the Gene Segura deal. So, you know, uh, they, they've got some guys that have got some pedigree on their team. And then that's without even Julio Rodriguez, who I'm very excited about. And Jared Kelenic, who everybody else is very excited about. Uh, their outfield is just going to be ridiculous in a year's time, maybe two, depending on how everybody develops uh, in the coming years with, uh, you know, Kyle Lewis, one half of the killer Kyles, and then uh, Julio Rodriguez and Jared Kelnick. Uh, I'm going to have to come up with a nickname for them because they're going to be a big thorn in the side of the A's and A's fans for many, many years. So uh, we should give them a nickname that really just knocks them down a peg so they know who they're messing with because this is Oakland, damn it. Um, not really. They, I'm very excited to watch them play when they all get to the majors and uh, start scorching balls and stuff like that. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, anyways, tonight's game, the A's lost 5-3. to three. They are now 3-4 and four on the season. The Mariners are ahead of them in the standings at 4-4. Four and four, So if you had that in your office pool, g- good job, I guess. That sucks. Um, so yeah, that's that's the recap. 5-3, Mariners. Uh, Shem and I had was good again. It's the same story as the last game where he started off really strong. I think he retired like the first nine batters he faced Fourth inning, He ran into a little bit of trouble and uh, could not recover. So it feels as though there's something wrong with Manaya. I'm not sure what it is. His velocity seemed to be there uh, as it was in the other game too, but he seems to get tired after, you know, one time through the order. And that is not something you need out of a starting pitcher. So in this weird short season, they m- I, this is speculation on my end. They may see about maybe doing like a tandem starter thing with him, you know, get, have him get like the first three innings out of the way and then throw in Chris Bassett or whoever to finish out the other six. Cause uh, th- this is not working well for the bullpen right now. If he's only going to give you, he went four and a third, gave up six hits, struck out four and he gave up five runs. Only three of those were earned. 
without those two errors on the A's defense, this would have been a tie game. So the A's defense gets a little bit of the blame tonight too, obviously. And the other uh, the other group getting the ire from A's fans tonight is obviously the A's offense. They have not been great. They had uh, three runs on three hits and a couple of walks. Uh, I mean, they got to do a little bit more than this. Uh, granted, Taiwan Walker is a great pitcher when he is on, and he looked to be very on today, or he was facing the A's. One of those two things is definitely true. The A's announcers, uh, you know, uh, Kuiper and Fossey, definitely seem to think that he was on. Maybe that's the case. I, I'm sure, I guess. I mean, coming into this game, the A's were averaging three and a half runs a game. Tonight, they scored three, uh, lowering their, their average of to, you know, lower than that. And <laughs> I'm not doing math right now, you guys. That was a tough loss. Um, and so, you know, obviously at some point, it's not, you know, the pitching that they're facing. It's that the bats are cold. And, you know, if they can't put it together against Taiwan Walker and uh, Antonio Senzatella, what what chance are they going to have against Garrett Cole or uh, Justin Verlander if he's pitching or anybody else in the playoffs? Uh, it's not looking good. Um, obviously, the uh, the hope was that the A's offense would start off nice and hot. The A's would be nice and hot at the start of the season because the weather's just warmer and the ball's going to be traveling. They're going to start out on fire. They got the pitching to do it, and uh, that is not the case. Uh, it, they're playing like it is the middle of November in Minnesota right now. It's not hard to watch. It's just hard to watch. Okay, maybe it is hard to watch. But the point being, uh, it's just hard to watch when you know what they're capable of and what you're expecting and all that stuff. And they're just not coming through at all. Like in big situations, they're leaving guys on base. They're not taking advantage of their opportunities. They only left four guys on base today. And uh, as I said in my RDA's Clutch podcast from yesterday, uh, it the, the left on base percentage doesn't necessarily matter if you're not getting anybody on base. The Mariners put 11 guys on base tonight and they left six on, but they scored five runs. The A's uh, put seven guys on base, left four. So obviously, if you just put a couple more guys on base, you're going to have a better chance. So left on base percentage is a little bit stupid, but they need to get better at, you know, just getting more guys on base, and then I think they'll be okay. Um, To that point, I guess, uh, sure, this is a segue. Uh, Chris Davis looks like he's only going to be facing lefties for right now, just because he started the, the season over 15, so... That should be something to keep an eye on. Uh, I think that uh, Kikuchi, or Kikuchi, as I, I learned that it was pronounced, I think it's Kikuchi. You say Kikuchi? I'm going to have to keep saying that to get it used to my brain. My brain used to that. Anyways, it's been a long week, guys. Uh, so he is the uh, probable starter for the Mariners on Saturday night. So it would be one's assumption that Chris Davis will be back in the lineup at the H. So that should be interesting. Uh, hopefully he turns it around, because as I said on the Clutchiness podcast from yesterday, even last year when he was not great, he was still a clutch performer at the dish. So they need his bat in the lineup in order to have everybody else around him succeed, because right now they're kind of reliant on, well, Semien's been okay, I guess, but you're relying on Loriano, who's been very good, uh, Chapman and Olsen, who haven't really gotten it going. They've had a couple of hits, but nothing, you know, sustainable. So uh, it, the offense is not there right now, and you need that fourth cog in, in the offense, I think. And uh, one, once they get that fourth player, it doesn't have to be Chris Davis. I would like it to be Chris Davis because I like him. But uh, if it's, you know, Piscotti or Grossman or whoever the hell, I don't care. It could be Tony Kemp. Tony Kemp. I, it doesn't matter who it is. Uh, just give me that fourth person. And then all of a sudden, roughly half the lineup's going. And, you know, you got three of those guys hitting in a row, which you might want to space them out a little bit at that point. But, um, yeah, it, 
just if you get just that one extra person or, you know, even if Chapman and Olsen start, you know, hitting dingers a little bit more, um, it just takes one person other than Loriano, I guess, right now to really start smashing the ball. And then I think that everybody else around them is going to also start, uh, you know, hitting a little bit better. That, that's my take on the offense, I, I guess. Uh, hopefully in the next three games, we're going to see something sustainable because they've had a couple of big innings, but they haven't done like, you know, a two run inning and then a three run inning and then a one run inning. And then, you know, they haven't done any of that stuff. And that's, I think what they're missing right now is they're having like one little outburst. Like tonight, they scored three in the in the eighth inning, and that was the end of all of their offense. They had one hit outside of that inning, so or maybe they got one in the ninth, too. I forget. It doesn't matter because uh, they need more than that. They need to be putting consistent pressure on the off or on the uh, the opposing pitcher, and they just haven't been doing that. And uh, that that's not A's baseball as we've become accustomed to over the last couple of years. So uh, they they still got the pieces to do it. They just aren't doing it. So. Uh, I'm sure that something will change at some point soon. It's just uh, weird that it's not yet, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yay, early season baseball. And maybe late season baseball. We'll get into that here in a second. But uh, also, just uh, one quick last bit of news. A.J. Puck started throwing from 60 feet in San Jose. The That's the A's uh, secondary location, which sounds like a kidnapped drop-off spot. The secondary location. Uh, there is no timetable for his return, so... We'll just keep an eye on that situation and move on from there. So uh, in the second half, obviously, I'm talking about Rob Manfred being a jerk. So if you like my Rob Manfred rants or you have not heard one before, be sure to stay tuned right after this. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. The first of those two is CBD Freeze with Menthol. It's an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. The second is CBD Recover, and that combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. You gotta use the promo code to get the 25% off. So LOCKEDONMLB is the promo code you need to use. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. The show is also brought to you by rockauto.com. They are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. They don't judge whether or not you're doing this in your garage or whether or not you're, you know, Honda. Uh, they, they don't care. Rockauto.com, they're good peoples. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com. All right, welcome to the Roast of Rob Manfred Part 2 for this week. Um, 
News broke this morning that the St. Louis Cardinals had two players test positive for coronavirus, so their game for tonight with the Brewers was canceled. They rescheduled that game for as a doubleheader on Sunday. And uh, they also instituted that uh, all doubleheaders now, because there's going to be a lot of them with all these COVID tests that keep coming up positive, uh, they're all going to be seven innings. So that should be interesting. I'll probably talk on that at a later date if uh, they be start becoming a, an actual thing and if there's actually baseball to talk about. But uh, for right now, we're talking about COVID. So yay, 2020. So that's how the day started in the afternoon around when games were going to start and maybe like two o'clock. So a couple hours before games were actually going to be starting. Rob Manfred apparently told uh, Tony Clark to clean their stuff up from the players union and, or else the, he may have to call the season because uh, players are not doing a good job of following his glorious protocols. And uh, that is silly to me. I He keeps passing the blame, and I don't understand that whatsoever. Uh, he is as much at fault, if not more, than everybody else. Because he is, you know, kind of like the Attorney General for the United States. He's the top cop of Major League Baseball. He's the one where the buck stops. And he doesn't seem to take that role seriously, and uh, I'm getting kind of tired of it. As you can tell by all of the rants that I do on Rob Manfred, I also tweeted at MLB asking if uh, they wanted to let Rob Manfred on my little podcast, and I have not heard back. I'm just going to assume that that's because uh, he's heard of me and he's scared that I will eviscerate him on this podcast. Also, I like using the word eviscerate because um, when videos would get posted on Facebook and they'd be like, John Stewart eviscerates blank. And uh, that always made me laugh because he's just saying some stuff. Um, so when I say eviscerate, I legitimately mean it as a tongue in cheek reference to uh, those clickbait headlines. So really, that's the news from today is, you know, the Cardinals testing positive. Rob Manfred saying that, you know, nothing past Sunday, I think, is uh, guaranteed on the MLB docket. Uh, I heard somewhere, I, I think it was like a text thread with some friends that were saying that uh, John Heyman heard, and John Heyman's not a great reporter, so take it with a grain of salt, that, uh, you know, Major League Baseball was telling the uh, the broadcasters to come up with some backup programming. Um, so maybe they're going to call the season, but I, I haven't seen that anywhere. So I don't know if that's actually true. I'm just saying, Hey, maybe, I don't know. Some people do believe, uh, that this could be the last weekend of major league baseball this season. And, uh, that would suck. So in what could be the final podcast talking about actual baseball, actually, no, I'm going to record one tomorrow with uh, doing prospects, like I said yesterday, uh, and that'll probably drop on Monday. So at the very least, I'll still be happy about baseball in Monday's episode, and then we'll see how Tuesday goes. Uh, maybe we'll be talking about Jesus Luzardo start. Maybe we won't be. I don't know. But uh, what I want to do with this last potential episode of you know baseball season is uh, make sure that you know that Rob Manfred is the guy to blame. So here we go. Uh, I'm just running through a bunch of bullet points that I wrote down on a piece of paper because paper exists and I'm using it. So uh, Major League Baseball allowed the Marlins and Phillies to play last Sunday, even after a number of Marlins te had positive tests. Uh, that seems to be the, the jumping off point for all of this stuff. And I don't know why you would let a, a team that just had four or five guys test positive play a baseball game, like vote themselves to play a baseball game. Uh, seems like uh, Rob Manford could have stepped in on that one, don't you think? I uh, clicked my pen. I'm sorry I'm not cutting that. I am angry in doing this. Haha. -ha. Also, I know that not playing that game wouldn't have stopped additional Marlins from testing positive for COVID, 
but it could have potentially stopped the spread to the Phillies, who have uh, a, who have had a couple of positives in the meantime and have had their games canceled. So uh, you could have instead of two teams not having to play, not getting to play this uh, this week, you could have just had the one, and that would have been a little bit more manageable, I would say. Um, and then you got one one Soto t- tested positive on opening day, and that game was still played. That seems like a poor choice. And uh, you got. Uh, Mike Moustakas and Nick Senzel of the Reds, they self-reported symptoms, feeling symptoms like a headache or something like that. And uh, they were taken out for a couple of games and they had tested negative for COVID. They had to plead their case for uh, reinstatement into playing baseball again a few days later. I think it was on a Wednesday. So they took three days off, lost the team, lost all those games. So they were obviously like, hey, we're not testing positive. We need to get back on the field so that our season's not wasted because we self-reported. So they were let back into play. I think they won that game. Doesn't matter. So if we were doing this correctly, they wouldn't have been let back in without, you know, testing negative for a couple more days, probably. I don't know. And the fact that I don't know what the protocols are for this is the problem. That's Rob Manfred's job right there. You have to have, if, you know, a a player self-reports, here's what we do. If a team has an outbreak, this is what we don't let them fucking play a game. If, uh, you know, Juan Soto tests positive, we have to, you know, see how this goes. There's not protocols for things that were very foreseeable. And uh, the fact that they don't have, you know, a whole binder filled with things that could happen throughout the course of the season and what they would do in that case, or, you know, something similar to that case, because you're not going to be able to cover every case. But these are very, these are things that we could easily see coming. And the fact that they're just kind of seeming to play back on their heels and not have any idea of what to do except for, you know, like, oh, we'll do this one today and then we'll do this one. It seems like there's a different set of rules depending on which team is testing positive. And uh, that seems ridiculous because they let the Marlins out there. Looks like they don't care about the Marlins, but uh, the Cardinals catch it and uh, we're shutting things down. And I know that Major League Baseball is probably not playing favorites, but does it give the appearance a little bit? Yes. And the fact that Rob Manfred is the top cop in baseball and that we're having, you know, like Soto testing positive, uh, it it shows the players, you know, what is actually important to them. And that's to them being Major League Baseball is the bottom line, the dollar bill uh, making money on the season. And it's not player safety. And I've seen people blaming the players for, you know, the players as a whole for, you know, however many people on the Marlins went out to a bar. But have they seen what's going on in actual society? People have legitimately been murdered because somebody told them to put on a mask before they entered a, you know, a grocery store or something like that. Uh, they got to be planning for stuff like this, right? They got to be able to enforce their own rules. And if not, what's it all for? Nothing. It all starts with him and it ends with him. And the fact that he's not, you know, communicating well and communicating what his vision is, if he has a vision is the problem. It's not the players. Uh, Sure, they should not be going out. I wholeheartedly agree. That should not have happened. But after it does happen, you have to have protocols in place. His his glorious protocols, you have to have those in order to stop the spread and have a season. And the fact that he didn't do that from the get, uh, that just shows that uh, he was not up to the task of managing Major League Baseball in a pandemic. So I have a couple of final points before I get out of here. And the first is that there are more details with each of these examples, but the underlying theme has been that Major League Baseball has been making up their response to these situations on the fly. And if the season gets called, yes, lots of blame will be heaped on the Marlins for pushing the situation from worrisome to dire single-handedly and very quickly. 
but Major League Baseball made up over 100 pages of protocols to stop players from doing things, but it didn't have a contingency plan for testing uh, when that happened at the beginning of spring training. They didn't have a contingency plan for where the Blue Jays would be playing their home games, even though Canada has been very stringent about who they're letting into the country right now. And it uh, looks like they were completely right. And uh, for what they do when a player self-reports and tests negative, they don't have plans for this stuff. And uh, that's kind of the problem. Instead of worrying about ways to make extra revenue, like adding playoff teams to the playoff pool, they should have been more focused on getting through the season safely because their lack of attention to their own protocols, not the player ones, but the ones that they do, like if, uh, you know, X number of players test positive or a whole team gets wiped out, what do they do? They didn't have protocols for this stuff, and that's what's going to cost them the season at the end of this weekend, potentially. And, uh, you know, without these protocols and being able to actually manage a crisis and manage a pandemic, they're going to lose out on all that extra money that they'd been planning on, you know, up until opening day, almost up, and, up until first pitch. And it's their own fault. There's no buts about that. It is Major League Baseball's fault. They should have really, uh, instead of writing 100 pages on why you can't spit on a baseball field, they should have really come up with a, hey, how many players does it take for us to call this? How many players does it take on a team to just like take them out of the uh, the equation? What do we do if we have to take a team out of the equation for a week just so we can get stuff going? Uh, is it fair if we take a team out of contention for a whole season? Uh, fairness is probably a little bit less of their worry, but you know, still, they should have a contingency plan for this stuff. And uh, the fact that they didn't, it's their own fault. Uh, if they cancel the season and lose out on these millions of dollars that they had planned on, uh, that's their own fault. So uh, if the season gets called at the end of the weekend... We'll still be here. Uh, whether or not that's five or three days, I do not know. We do not have a contingency plan for that yet. Uh, but we will discuss that further as uh, as the situation approaches and uh, as more details come to light and all that stuff. So that's going to be it for me today, you guys, and for the rest of this week, actually. Uh, I am Jason Burke. You can find me on Twitter at ByJasonB. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnAs. If you have any questions for us, please email them to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Hopefully we're going to keep doing five days a week uh, for the foreseeable future. Hope, be, hopefully that's because there's baseball. But if the season gets canceled, uh, then, you know, hopefully we still keep doing five days. If we are doing five days, it's going to get real wacky because I will have to cover from August until like March with no baseball. And we've already been doing no baseball. So it's going to be fun. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. If you have a, if you like listening to podcasts where you can leave a review, please do that because uh, that helps and I appreciate that very, very much. Yeah, so in the meantime, while you're waiting for uh, that Prospect Talk podcast where I'm still excited about baseball, stay indoors, celebrate good times, Oakland, keep wearing those masks, and I will talk with you guys next week.